Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, September 23rd. True politeness is not a mask. It is a reflection of the innate dignity of the soul. It enables a person to see in everybody, everywhere, the presence of God. Respect all men as your brothers and sisters in the great family of our one common father-mother. It's actually a very important uh, paragraph because especially nowadays a lot of traditions have been just sort of cast aside in the belief that we're sort of in a new age and something new is required and and it is true that a great many social customs really have no purpose at all I remember um, it's this is only about clothes but clothes are a part of the social customs that we live in I remember when I was a, a teenager 15, 16, just sort of finding my way. I, at, at that age, the beatniks were just coming in, Jack Kerouac and various others, whether these names actually mean anything to any of my listeners, I don't know. But it was the beatniks, which were then followed by the hippies, which uh, was then followed by meeting Swami Kriyananda, and it was all turned into something else, at least in my life. But the beatniks were... Uh, nonconformist is actually the word and I'd always been a bit of a nonconformist but I I didn't really have I didn't really have an alternative to what was going on I just was not enamored of what was going on but I remember thinking about fashion and I realized that the entire enforcement of fashion is whether or not you're embarrassed because if you're not embarrassed you can basically dress in any way that you choose and there's no there's no law against being eccentric there's no law against being ugly. I mean, it's just, you can just do whatever you want. But most, most people, the system is enforced because people are self-conscious if they stand out. And if you're not self-conscious about standing out, then you can just live any way you want to, which was an exceedingly liberating thought for me. It, it just hadn't crossed my mind. I just accepted what was going on around me and assumed I had no choice. I remember thinking that it was annoying because when you'd go into stores to shop, the only thing you could buy was what was in fashion. Um, there was a period of time when I was 16 when I was hired on. They made it in sort, sort of a, a big deal in the city. They took a couple of representatives from every high school and you got to work in this rather classy department store and you had these little outfits. They called us young careerists and I don't know whether they really thought we'd make a career in retail. And I was a glib, I was glib with my tongue even then, and I basically talked my way into it. And then uh, they liked me, so they gave me a position in, uh, they gave me a position in what was the plum department, which was the, the junior fashions, which was like high school fashions. They had no idea how unsuited I was for it. The stuff was cheesy for the most part because it wasn't expected to last more than a season. Um, it was all dictated by weird arbitrary fashion things which really 
were rarely flattering and rarely attractive. So I was just entirely cynical about it. <laughs> and in fact, got a terrible reputation in the store. Now here's an interesting thing that relates to what we're talking about. The manager of the store, and it was a very classy department store, met my father in some business or social situation. And uh, she, was a, she was very adept. And she said to my father, I think your daughter is too intelligent to work in retail sales, which was a very delicate way of putting it. My father came home to me and basically said, if you're so damn smart, you should be able to keep them, <clears throat> you should be able to keep them from knowing, which, you know, made an impression on me. It was a very, it was his way of reprimanding me. And it was a reprimand that was highly deserved because I wasn't being smart. I was being exceedingly disrespectful, exceedingly impolite, both to the manager, to the, my, my fellow clerks and the kids that came in to buy those clothes. Who was I to stand in judgment on what they were doing? I lacked courtesy and I, I was, as I said, I was being exceedingly impolite. Just to finish that story, they, they transferred me, which I think was part of the system as you went from department to department, or else I was transferred early, which is just as likely. Um, they, they moved me into better dresses for older women, which was quality goods, well-made, meant to last for people who are moving out of pure fashion and moving into utilitarian. I did well there, and then they moved me into sheets and towels, and I did superb in sheets and towels because people actually needed sheets and towels, and high quality was a good idea when you're buying sheets and towels. Now, having said all that, I'll leave my, well, I, my brief retail career, I'll just let it go into the background. But the point here is courtesy, and the point here is politeness. Now, as I was saying, sometimes courtesy is a mask for hypocrisy, for ways of controlling people, for trying to um, force people into a mold when that mold really has no inherent value, it's just the way it's done. But, but true politeness, as Swami says here, is, is not a mask. It's a reflection of the innate dignity of the soul. Dignity is a word that Swamiji often used when he was trying to guide us. You know, dig, and, and dignity was a quality that Swami, Swami Kriyananda emanated, I dare say, effortlessly. Interestingly, when I was working on my first book about Swamiji, which came out to be Swami Kriyananda as we have known him, the second book I wrote about Swami was recently, and it was called Light, is called Light Bearer, and it's more of a long chronology of his life. Um, the first book is vignette stories. But I talked to his relatives and to his friends, and I wrote that book around 2003 is when I started, three th around that time. So I talked to a lot of people. They, they were all still living at that time. Many, I'm sure, are gone now. And everybody commented that about this quality that Swami Kriyananda had even as a child, and the actual common word, it's not necessarily what they, the word they use, but it's the description they gave. He was always very dignified. And he was fun-loving, he was funny, he was humble, he was relaxed, he was a friend to all. But he was always deeply centered 
in, his, in, in the spine, is what I would say now as a yogi, but he had a very strong sense of himself. And he related to the world from, from a point of reference, from a center of, of, of self-definition and self-awareness. And because he was humble and lighthearted, it didn't come across in any way except very magnetic and very attractive. But he was always, he was always dignified. He never became he never became unhinged is almost the word I want to use. And he, he encouraged us to always have an innate sense of dignity. Now, I think I've made it clear that doesn't mean to be stiff. Let me, let me see if I can think of a, what that actually means because I've come to understand what it means. It means that we never allow ourselves to be just batted about by things that are going on. Even when laughing, you laugh from the core of yourself. You don't just sort of fall apart along the edges. I, I think I've referred to in these uh, broadcasts already, um, there was a, a billboard. We lived in, for 16 years, I lived in Ananda Village, which is basically midway between Lake Tahoe and Sacramento. And uh, the, the road um, to Lake Tahoe, which we would often visit, was also the road to Reno. And there was a big billboard, for those who are outside the USA who may not know. Reno is like a small-time Las Vegas. And uh, so, but we were heading into Nevada to Reno, and then you could go to Las Vegas from there. And so there was a big billboard for Las Vegas, actually, for a gambling hall, because that's what Las Vegas is about. And it said, let yourself go in Las Vegas. And there were all these people, and they were sort of in the gambling table. This is just a billboard. They're all like this, sort of showing that they're having a good time. And Swami's comment, when we saw that the first time, and often when we'd see it again, he said they don't uh, look like so much like they're letting themselves go as if they're coming apart at the seams. <laughs> you know, just this idea that somehow it's more... It's, it's better if you just have no sense of yourself and you just collapse into your environment. Well, to be polite, to be courteous, is to respect yourself. Now, we don't respect ourselves because I'm a doctor or a lawyer or I have a lot of money. You know, sometimes people with money, money gives us this illusion of power. And it's, it's quite interesting to me how often when people have money... They, they dictate what should happen, even in small things. Um, it's just, it, they order other people about, because after all, I have the money. That's why people like money, because it gives them power. That's what the real delusion of money is, is the illusion that you now have power. But um, it's not, the dignity that we have is not based on what we've accomplished or what other people think of. It's based on an inherent awareness that I am a child of God, that, that I have experienced not my superficial external face that I put to the world, but the very deep sort of core of my divine being. And, and I honor that aspect of myself. I, I behave appropriately considering who I really am. I think Swamiji's dignity also was based on a, a very simple but beautiful fact. His primary self-definition was that he was a disciple. 
He was a disciple of a great master, Paramahansa Yogananda. He was a disciple of a great master. And he always felt, wherever he was, whether people knew who he was, whether he was just dressed in Western clothes and we were having dinner in, in a restaurant where no one would be thinking, oh, there's Swami Kriyananda. Nobody would have any idea who he was. And in some circumstance, he even used his American name, uh, rarely, but he also did use it at times instead of his title, if his title was a distraction. But Swami always maintained that same sense of dignity because I don't, because he knew there was never a time when he wasn't a disciple of a great master. And out of gratitude to his master for allowing him to become a disciple, and out of respect for the honor of being a disciple, Swamiji felt that there was something innately in him that gave him uh, both the opportunity and the responsibility to maintain a certain dignity, is how he described it. And as I said, he often <clears throat> encouraged us <clears throat> humility, he would always say, surrender, devotion. And how he would put it was a certain sense of dignity will add greatly to your magnetism and your effectiveness through life. A certain sense of dignity. And being polite comes out of that. Because we take the time to consider, how are my words going to affect you? And how can I honor, and this is the other half of it, you see, it's not merely that I am a disciple of a great master, but I am a child of God. And the divine within me is the same as the divinity in you. And I'm courteous, even if you yourself are unaware of the greatness that's in you. And, and you can really say literally that the guru lives in all because master's omnipresent in his consciousness. He's one with God. So if the devotion is to one's own guru, then one is also courteous because the same divine power, the same divine potential which lives in me also lives in you. And therefore, I consider my words. I think how to be helpful. I think how to be worthy of the divinity that we all share. It's a beautiful way to think. And over many years, the, the attention that it's taken me time to give to that simple word dignity and the courtesy that naturally follows, both within myself and in seeing other people, has fundamentally transformed my relationship with the world. So often we can approach a very deep truth by a very simple door. Absolute sincerity, complete honesty, no pretense, but a genuine courtesy based on an inner sense of the divine within me and the divine within you. In India, the greeting is folded palms, namaskar. Instead of, well, it's become, now they've become Western, but for many years, you would greet people like this. And what it would mean, what it means is, the divine soul in me bows to the divine soul in you. Isn't that a beautiful affirmation? And isn't that the height of courtesy? So Swami says, True politeness is not a mask. It is a reflection of the innate dignity of the soul. 
It enables a person to see in everybody, everywhere, the presence of God. Respect all men as your brothers and sisters in the great family of our one common father-mother. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.